pregnant. Stop judging me. Okay. Welcome to Turbo Pop, a podcast with interesting perspectives on pop culture news, television, movies, or whatever. Hosted by myself, Brandon Trainer, and my beautiful wife and co-host, Maria Trainer. Today, we're going to talk about Bachelorette, episode three for the most part, but first we're going to get in some trending news. Got to talk about Britney Spears a little bit. So apparently there's nothing, you know, fully confirmed confirmed that I've seen, but the rumors have leaked to all of the major media outlets that sometime within the next month we are going to be getting some new music from Britney in the form of a remake of Elton John's Tiny Dancer. And it is going to be a collaboration between the two of them. So Elton John is going to be on the song as well. Wow. I'm like super stoked about this. That That's pretty wild. What also a- pretty wild considering we just were talking about Elton John like yesterday and like how badly I want to see him in concert. Oh yeah, we were. Like weird. I. What a combo though. Britney Spears and Elton John. I'm here for Have it. Have they collabed before or no? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, there was also some drama between Britney Spears and her mother. Uh, her mother released some text messages, but you were saying Britney Spears kind of clapped first, and so it's kind of been a back and forth. Yeah, I'm like trying to read the news article explaining everything and breaking it down, and honestly, I feel like I would need to read it like 12 times. It's a really before. complicated <laughs> dynamic, and I think you kind of have to understand the inner workings of the family and the sister and the dad and all that's going on. Okay, so um, Brittany released text messages first about all of the medication they were putting her on while she was in treatment and how she did not like how it made her feel. It's way too strong and the stuff feels stronger than the lithium that they put her on and she didn't handle lithium well. And was going on explaining how she didn't feel well. It was making her sick to her stomach. That she's a little afraid that they're like actually trying to kill her with the way they're over medicating her. And like a Michael Jackson type situation? Pretty much, yeah. And it's just a wall of text messages from Brittany. Okay. And her mom is completely ignoring all of them. Okay. So that's kind of why Brittany started calling her out. Like you said, you like tried to help me and like, you know, advocate for me and fight for me. And, you know, really Brittany's pulling up the receipts like, hi, I like texted you with all of my concerns and how I was feeling and you did nothing. You couldn't even respond to me. It's actually very surprising. So I, as overbearing the conservatorship was, it's surprising to me that they didn't force her to delete her text messages. She really didn't have access to her. Like, the fact that she was, like, even able to send these text messages is mind-blowing because her phone, like, for all intents and purposes, they basically gave her, like, an eye touch. Right. Like, it wasn't even, like, a real cell phone. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Do you have an opinion on this matter between Britney Spears and her mom? Like, like this isolated, I I know, obviously, we're, you know, hashtag free Britney, but. This isolated incident? The whole thing is just so freaking sad. Right. Like, it makes me sad that not only Brittany is, you know, reacting. Because I think her her mental growth is very stunted. I think, you know, she's still stuck at like 15, 16 years old. Like, when she first got famous. Right. And, you know put on top of that her being essentially a prisoner for 10 years like how could you not be a little you know mentally unwell while you're trying to like get your feet again so as much as it makes me cringe when she posts this stuff like there's also a part of me that's like you know she really she's just lashing out like it's probably part of the healing process for her but what I find so upsetting is the fact that her mother's biting back right you know I think right now, overall, she's very happy. Yeah. Um, but the the damage and the hurt that happened over the course of the last 13 years obviously doesn't just go away. No. And it's it's pretty sad that her her family isn't being as supportive as they could be. Exactly. Like, I feel like... You know, just how about, how about they just 
own up to the fact that they were a little shitty and do what they can for her now. You exactly. Know, move, you know, it's never too late to move forward. Or even if, you know, she's continuing these tirades, like, you don't need to publicly bite back at her. Like, I'm pretty sure anyone with a sound mind looking at this can see that this is, you know, her lashing out, her healing, like trying to take care of herself. Is it cringe? Yes. But it's cringe. she's doing what she needs to do to process everything that happened to her. So I don't know. The fact that her family can't just let her process that is what bothers me more than anything because they're just they're, – they're making the damage worse. Yeah, she's clearly in pain. Yeah. And – I could be reaching here, but it seems like maybe deep down she still wants a connection with them. Of course. In some way, shape, or form. You know, otherwise she, I don't think she would be reaching out like this in you know a public or private forum. Exactly. No, I completely agree. And that's like what makes the whole situation so sad. Because I, you know, as much as her family's like, you know, oh, she was, you know, unstable, blah, 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 blah. The way they're reacting to her now just proves kind of what shitty people they were to her. Yeah, they obviously, I mean, from all appearances, do not take her very seriously. No, and it's... As a human being. I just, I want to find Brittany, and I just want to give her a really freaking big hug. I think she needs, I think she needs a hug. I would hope she's getting plenty of those. I know. You know, I, I have a soft spot for Brittany, and I just want to see her freaking take over the world again. Actually, no, I don't. I want to see her move back to Louisiana and live the life she wants. Right. And uh, how old is she now? I think she's 40, 41. Yeah, and I know she wants another kid still. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is in, in the cards for her. Who she's knows? 40. 40? Yeah, yeah. so it, it's uh, certainly possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that about all we have to say about Brittany? Yes, other than we are sending her all the good vibes and love in the world. Team Brittany. Team Brittany. (laughs) Okay, so moving on to the Juice Bachelorette episode three. We actually just watched it today. We're uh, we've been doing a little behind. We started doing these birthing classes, and it intersects our bachelorette schedule here so yes the next uh two weeks we might be a little bit behind because you know we have to learn how to give birth (laughs) yeah and you know we're trying to avoid spoilers and i am proud of myself we we were pretty successful this week the only spoiler we got was when my mom accidentally texted me asking what just happened because she missed something. But we already knew that was coming yeah. from the previous. I was like, Mom, no. Shh. So anyway. Stop talking. Getting into it. <laughs> most uh, overall, first impression on the episode, most of it was about Gabby's personal insecurities. And then it went on to the worst ever rose ceremony for Rachel. Okay. So let me start off by saying... We are three episodes in. I have been very leery the first, you know, two episodes. Leery? Yes, like unsure about how how I feel about the format, like trying to give it a chance, but still not, you know, fully, fully diving in. And I'm officially putting it out there that I hate this concept. I do not like two bachelorettes. I don't ever want to see it again. I feel like they could have gone about this all a different way that made it... Um, Not mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, the way that it's structured right now makes it so that girls could end up eliminating guys that are there for them and keeping guys that aren't there for them around. And inadvertently, the cards can be pushed like way in the favor yeah. of one bachelorette while the other is just picking up the scraps, yeah. which is kind of what ha- what has happened. Yeah, I don't like it. I think the way they're they're doing it is mean. I think it's going to be very destructive to Gabby and Rachel's self-esteem by the end of like, you know, obviously they're out of filming now, but 
I can't imagine what their self-esteem looked like by the end of the show if if this is what they're pulling like and it's only the third episode. Well, based on what we've seen, their self-esteem has not been doing all that great. Exactly. So that's why it's like I, I don't I don't like this format. So, I'm not here for it. So the reasoning of why we don't like this structure, so to speak, is they're pitting the girls against each other without truly they're like very manipulative manipulatively doing it. Yeah, so for the viewers and making at, it look like the guys. For the viewers at home, you'll see what we're talking about as we get into this episode recap if you have not already seen the episode, which I hope you have seen it if you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> Feel a little weird if you didn't. Yes. <laughs> Started out with Rachel's date with Zach, which went incredibly well. Yes. I I told you while we were watching it, I think he is he's my one to watch. I he's he's final two without a doubt unless like a friggin you know asteroid hits their cruise ship or whatever they end up on there's no way he is not final two we obviously have some time to go you know there is time for other guys to form uh you know deeper and more meaningful connections but as of right now he is number one nope I I'm waiting until we see her first one-on-one date with Tino Tino and then um after no after we see the one-on-one date with Tino I will make my prediction if it's either going to be Zach or Tino because I am convinced it is going to be one of them Avon's up there too so he's 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 three yeah those those three but he's not I just I don't I like him I really like him he from the little bit we've seen I'm like okay he could be bachelor potential he really could he seems like a cool dude good head on his shoulders he's good looking He's got, you know, all the right qualifications to be Bachelor, but I I see him getting sent home in that, like, third place slot. Right. So the day between uh, Rachel and Zach, that started out with their kind of red carpet walk. and I... No, first it started out with the, uh, like, cute little, like, clothing try-on with oh, right. Karamo I forgot from about Queer that. Eye. So basically, you know, one of my other reality show obsessions colliding with The Bachelor, which made me right. super happy. Too bad it wasn't Jonathan. If it was Jonathan, I would have lost my mind. Which one's Jonathan? With the long hair. The one that I'm always oh, crying over yeah, how well, much I adore him. The one that was in the commercial with Simone Biles yes. doing the gymnastics. Basically. That guy's pretty hilarious. I want to be his best friend i love him so much but karama is still pretty cool and he was a good addition to the date he is very positive and uplifting and they had them i'm i have such an issue with the way they're dressing rachel right you were saying that it the way they dress her it seems like maybe she's feeling a certain way about her midsection or something like that yeah just like the way they seem to like kind of be covering up that section but they're not doing it in a good way. They're just making her look like shapeless and right. it annoys the crap out of me. Because she has a really nice like body shape and they're just they're not doing her any favors and I don't know. I'm just I'm very team Rachel. I think she is absolutely gorgeous and I don't like I don't like how they're making her look. I right. feel like they're putting Gabby and all of these like you know super trendy 14 year old like tiktoker like you know hip girl outfits and they're making rachel look almost like frumpy and it's just it's irritating me because rachel deserves better it just you know every week how rachel is dressed is my pet peeve though it comes up every week she looked beautiful during the rose ceremony they knocked it out of the park with that dress Mm. that's how she should be dressing right it fit her perfectly but yeah i i hated I hated her outfit for this date. Mine is little feathery cape. The feathery cape was fun, but. I wonder if the fact that she's on the shorter side kind of plays into that a little you know, bit because Gabby's taller. Honestly, that's probably why I feel so strongly about this because I'm on the shorter side myself, so I completely like understand. You're on the shorter side? I am. I know that's real weird to, real to weird. say that. Yeah, shorter <laughs> side as in below five feet. <laughs> I am small, okay? But I maybe that's why I get so angry with how Rachel's dressed because I understand the struggle of being short and certain things making you look bigger than you are, like a different body type. And I don't know. I get very defensive of people 
when they do that because because you can relate with it exactly it's not cool okay so moving on the date went well they <laughs> now that my tangent's over sorry <laughs> the date went well it uh started out with the them trying on clothes and then they had this fake red carpet walk which okay. well, we i thought was like super freaking lame at the time you know they had like fake photographer or like paparazzi taking their picture and then the whole thing was so weird and cheesy at first and i'm like what the hell is this movie i've never heard of this movie yeah it's called me and you yeah but then they get in the theater and they have like their popcorn and champagne and it's all like you know just the two of them and it it's very cute and then they start playing the movie and it's all freaking like home movies of them home videos and then a couple clips of their family supporting them and it was uh it went from being really cheesy to one of my favorite dates i've ever seen because it was so sweet and it got rachel and zach both very emotional i mean how could you not like you're so isolated from the world like that little slice of home like i mean think about like when you were at ocs and you would get a letter like, I feel like it's it's very comparable to that. Like, you know, that little slice of, like, familiarity and, like, kind of sucks what you're going through. But there's, like, you know, that piece of, like, love coming in. I, I can understand why both of them were so emotional over it. When they were interviewing Zach on the side uh, after the date. You could, you could tell in the way he was talking and uh, his just everything that was going on. It was like he was holding back saying that he was already in love with her, almost. I I was ignoring that. Yeah. He... <laughs> it drives me nuts when they do that this early. I was ignoring that because I really like him. I like him too. Seems like a cool guy. You know, whatever they, whatever they did with this date, it was the perfect combination of things to get these two obsessed with each other. Yeah. It was, it was very sweet. I... And even just the way they were talking about, like, their childhoods, like, the way they grew up, like, what they want, like, the Both two, of their dads wanted to be pilots. They literally seem like they are a perfect match for each other, which is why I don't want to put all of my cards in on Zach just yet, because I still want to see the one-on-one with Tino, but Tino's got real big shoes to fill if he wants to, uh to win my slot as a Rachel's winner. Right, because you initially were saying like, wait, is it Tito? Tino. Or Tino. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Tito, he was from Rocket Power, right? Yes, he was also, I'm pretty sure, a member of the Jackson 5. (laughs) (laughs) Tito. I I prefer Tito. Um, uh, But anyway, moving on from their date, Gabby, uh, well, during the date, Gabby ended up deciding to go to the house where all the guys were, and... This was the beginning of Gabby's spiral. Yeah, so this was the beginning of Gabby's meltdown, right? So she gets there, and they're all just hanging out, and they're like, okay, let's. she's here, let's, you know, goof around, play some football, and whatever. First of all, that was the lamest game of football I've ever seen in my entire life. They were standing in, like, two freaking rows and gently tossing the football to one another. Gabby was not feeling it to the point it... She left. She left, was in tears, and... And it honestly seemed like she, like, left and was crying solely because they weren't falling all over her. I, that Well, that that is what it was, really. Like, you know, these guys don't care that I'm there, and so on and so forth. I, you know, I'm sure maybe there was more to it that we just didn't see, but from all appearances... They were playing football. She didn't want to play football. She left. She was pissed off. Yeah. I mean, like, she was so angry that her ego was, like, bruised that she just left. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's a very unique position to be in from her, right? Usually, the Bachelor Bachelorette, they're getting all the attention, mm-hmm. right? So, anyway, so this kind of gets us into the beginning of the theme of the majority of this episode there's such a strange power dynamic this season where literally instead of the bachelor or bachelorette like having the power and being empowered to like you know make the experience what they want 
these guys very much have probably more power than the girls to really make them feel like shit. And that's what right. I, I do not like that at all. Because they can start turning on each other and start treating each other like shit because the guys, are, like, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. This goes into Gabby's very one-on-one upsetting. with Eric, which Ugh. was complicated to say the least. I don't like Eric. So Eric was kind of flirting with both of them, but I guess he's aligned himself with Team Gabby. He just, he reminds me too much of Nick Vial, and I know he is his own person and he is not Nick, but the amount he reminds me of Nick just makes me get very annoyed whenever I see him. He's got to do something about the facial hair. No, not even the facial hair. Or just his I hair I know hair? this is really mean, but I, the way his hair was styled, it was like all curly and flippy and long in the front, and then it was cut real close and shaved, like just on the sides, like by his ears, and there was real... Lo- it, it was like a so he, strange... So he's he's tiptoeing around the mullet. Yes, but it's not a mullet at all. And not fully all. committing, you know? it's And it just bothers me. You either got to go full mullet or not at all. And you need to not remind me of Nick Vial. <laughs> uh, started out with Gabby's grandpa joining them, which was a little weird. It's because everyone was obsessed with gra- bleh, Gabby's grandpa last year. Yes. I mean, I, I guess it was cute. He's a cute old man. In a way, but it didn't really give them a chance to have much one-on-one time until the dinner. Yeah. I so, mean, I, I thought that portion of the date was actually very cute. I enjoyed that. They. It wasn't weird yet. So they did the sound bath. Yes. And we that was followed do- by bowling. We need to do a sound bath one of these days. It seems cool. It'd be enjoyable. Yeah, seems like a good time. And then when they went bowling, they found like another old lady that was there and they like Totally sat. not planted, just, uh, you know. They they had a cute little double date and it was kind of adorable. I liked that. Yes. But yeah, again, that was cute. uneventful. Very, very cute, but uneventful until we got to the dinner portion. So the dinner portion, Gabby got very emotional. She was talking about her mother and about how they don't really have a relationship. And she ended up leaving the date, talking to the producers. Basically. Basically just kind of flipping out a little bit. Had a had a bit of a. Nervous breakdown. Emotional breakdown. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this might. Okay. Let me, at least I'll preface what you're about to say. Okay. You know what I'm about to say. Yes, I do. I am a very emotional person. I cry over the littlest things, whether I'm happy or sad or mad. That is a way I release my emotions. And, you know, you joke all the time during the show how emotional these girls are. And I'm like, dude, you remember who you married? I'm emotional. I cry all the freaking time over things. True. The way Gabby reacted and the way she was crying was too much for me. And I feel like I'm usually very, very, very empathetic. Basically, it didn't seem natural. No, it was just bizarre. I turned to Maria during the episode and I said, I think she might be drunk or high and just having a little bit of a an emotional panic attack. And I realized that might not be the nicest thing for me to say, but it's kind of just how it came off. It yeah. just, it didn't seem natural. And we talked about not discussing this either. But then we get a text message from one of our friends asking us if we thought she was drunk or high during their one-on-one date. So that made us realize we were not the only ones who had that thought. Yeah, we literally <laughs> were not going to talk about this until we ended up getting this message from a friend of us asking. Yeah. Our opinion on the matter. It was... Unsolicited. It was very... It was uncomfortable. Like... Eric, I I can only imagine what he was thinking. He was probably... He probably thought he was going home. He was probably in his head like, oh, shit. Well, dude, whether or not he was going home, okay? (laughs) Like, the fact that he's on this date with this girl having a freaking mental breakdown. It's one thing to get emotional, right? This is a fast-paced, fast-paced 
dating environment and you got to get into the nitty-gritty emotional stuff faster than you typically would in a relationship. But this was taking it to an extra level. I also feel like like what when she started going like on a tangent about like her mom and everything, it was kind of unrelated to what they were talking about. Like I know they were talking about like their families and stuff. Right. And like, you know, like the kind of like, you know, relationship they had with their families, but it was like she went from zero to 60 in like a split second like it was it felt overkill for even what they were talking about yeah i mean hey we i stand an emotional queen but to play devil's advocate (laughs) with ourselves we weren't there so who the exactly. hell knows the exactly how this could all developed? Have been exactly. So I do want to give her the benefit of the doubt because, like I said, I'm super emotional. So when I see like people getting really upset and emotional on the show, I tend to empathize with them. But I did have a hard time empathizing with this one. There was something about it that just felt weird and out of place. Yes, that that's what really bothered me. It just it felt it didn't feel right. It like it felt I I can't even describe. It was it was just odd. Eric did end up getting the rose on that one on one date. Yeah, he earned it. <laughs> that he did. So I you know towards the end of the day they ended up recovering. They were making out a little bit, whatever, and you know I guess all's well that ends well, but. Gabby's insecurities for the episode did not end there. There was the 19 on 2 photo shoot date. I tried to block that out. That whole experience was freaking weird and I hated it. Yeah, that was that was uncomfortable. They had that photographer that they have pretty much every season. Can't remember the guy's name. I can't remember. Frank? Franco? Something like that. Something like that. And they just had him in real weird outfits. And I mean, the only... I guess you could say flattering outfits for the guys were the guys in all the cowboy outfits. No, the 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 and, four that fake proposed. Yes, that they were just in suits. And Nate's proposal pretty much had Gabby in tears. Shocker. It was it was very <laughs> sweet though. It no, was that that portion was cute, ish. I just I had I I couldn't stand that entire date. Oh, and one of them was it with Gabby or Rachel? But one of them just started making out. I can't remember. Like I said, I was like I I left my body momentarily during that segment because I was too secondhand embarrassed for all of them. Yeah, there was a lot of embarrassment to go around there. I wouldn't even want to be the bachelorette in that situation. I would want nothing to do with that. The photo shoot was followed up by some time for them to hang out, have some one-on-one time with the bachelorettes. And this led into conversations that Gabby had with three gentlemen, Tyler, followed by Hayden, followed by Jacob. Yes, a.k.a. Tarzan. Yes. Tyler expressed to Gabby that he is his heart was with Rachel. Yes. And... He went about it the right way. Yes. It was very respectful, very nice. That is like, you know, what I would like to see out of the show, even though we know we're not going to see that ever again. Like, that was that was the one single time we were going to get, like, niceness. He did it like a gentleman. Yes. Now, Hayden w- was the next conversation, and he did not go about this the right way. He ends up telling Gabby that he likes Rachel more because Gabby's a little rough around the edges and goes on to dis- describe some character traits of her, which... It was so mean. It was very judgmental. Yeah. I, and, you know, so I had high hopes for Hayden. I was like, oh, he's like little grocery store Joe. He's kind of adorable. No, he sucks. I don't like him anymore. Yeah, that was just the... Even though, like, I prefer, I personally prefer Rachel over Gabby, like... Nobody should be talked to like that. You got, like, you that got was a feel just, for it was Gabby mean. Yeah, in that it was situation. Just straight up 
mean. Now, Jacob, a.k.a. Tarzan, he was kind of in between the two in the way he went about it. Um, I don't know he exactly. He pretty much said that if Gabby were the sole bachelorette, he would not be there. Yeah, he said he would he would have left if it was just Gabby. Yeah. You know, they just he just isn't vibing with her. And... His delivery of it was a tiny bit blunt, but he wasn't as straight up like mean as Hayden. Like Hayden was just mean. Right. So basically last week's episode was let's shit all over Rachel's self-esteem and make her feel like crap. And this episode was let's make Gabby feel like crap. And I also hate that. That's like not right. I don't want to... Tune in every week to have one girl happy on top of the world and another one, you know, sobbing hysterically, like basically questioning all of her life decisions and like her self-worth. Like, I don't want to see that. However, that is not the way the episode ended. Uh, Before we get into that, Avon got the group date rose from Rachel. They had some really good quality time in the middle of the football field. Yes, they were at the Rams Chargers Stadium. Yes. Gabby... As a result of these three conversations that made her feel bad, she did not give out a group date rose. Nope. It was so, like, I also didn't like the way that it was cut, like, the awkwardness of it. Like, the way, like, Rachel looked at her, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, the way that, like, I Rachel was very surprised uh, when Gabby, Gabby was the last one to the gentleman and it was a very awkward entrance yeah the whole thing was just very weird i did not like that segment at all yeah it was it was awkward and the date ended and this goes into the rose ceremony the cocktail party they skipped it now i thought about this a little bit after we watched the episode Mm -hmm. and i really really did not like that they skipped the cocktail party because in the rose ceremony, they basically had these guys or like forced them to side with either Rachel or Gabby. Mm-hmm. And skipping the cocktail party didn't give Gabby or Rachel the ability to truly find out who was here for them, you know, who was here yeah. for them and who was here for the other bachelorette. So going into it, it but gave that's these girls exactly very. exactly why they did it. Like, it's all for the drama of it. gave it. the two of them very limited information. They want people rejecting them. Like, the, I hate that it's a thing, but they want to see them cry. It's so mean, but that's what they want. And whenever someone rejects the rose, Jesse Palmer has to come in and take that, physically take that rose away. I hated that. That also is, that, that was like, you know... A slap in the face and I'm going to like kick you too while I'm at it. And it's mean. It's, it's real weird, right? Like this is supposed to be their journey. They're in control. They can do whatever. Yet they're taking roses away from them. Yeah. I did not like that. So I, I thought that was a, a little weird. But going into the rose ceremony. Rose ceremony madness. <laughs> in our notes, I have rose ceremony madness. So this was a, an absolute turning point in the episode. The majority of the episode was about Gabby feeling insecure and then the rose ceremony turned into a nightmare for Rachel. Yeah, basically everyone was rejecting Rachel left and right. They wanted Gabby, not her. Specifically, three men turned down roses from Rachel in hopes that Gabby would turn around and give them roses. And that was Termaine, Alec, and Meatball. Alex. Oh, Alex? Yes. Okay. Tremaine, Alex, and Meatball. And then the fourth elimination was Jacob, who was... Tarzan. Tarzan. R.I.P. R.I.P. Obviously, Team Rachel. Chances are Rachel would have given him a rose if she she knew that these guys were going to turn down roses from her. I almost wonder if that was like in solidarity for Gabby, too. Because he he was somebody... Yeah, that... Gabby rubbed Gabby the wrong way. I, I think that was yeah, part of it. and then you know bit her in the ass. Absolutely. So at the end of the at the end of the day, Rachel has eight men, and Gabby has nine men. Oh, the nine and the eleven was if they didn't take her roses away. Right. So if 
they didn't take the roses away, and the three men that turned down the roses from Rachel accepted the roses, it would have been 11 to 9, which seems kind of weird. Why wouldn't they have it equal, an equal number of roses for the two of them? Because they plot. It was. It's very confusing. So now Rachel has one less gentleman than Gabby. However, at the end of the episode, after the final credits, Meatball did come back asking Rachel for a second chance. So yes. we will see. They didn't show us what happened. It almost seemed like it was uh, one of those gag scenes Yeah. at the end of the episode. Yeah, I was actually really shocked when it wasn't because that's definitely like how it came across at first. So... The music wasn't dramatic. No. Given the like the, the nine to eight thing, I do think they're going to allow him to come back. That would make sense. That would even up For a the hot men second, between the two. Now, interesting about the preview. Do you want to talk about the preview for next week? So they are in Paris, which I'm so jealous. I want to go to Paris. Um, and, you know... Cute dates, flapping about Paris. You know, everything is adorable and nice. And it looks like both Hayden and Logan, who accepted roses from Rachel, have decided in the course of their time in being in Paris that they actually would prefer to be there for Gabby instead of Rachel. Right. So it seems like they accepted roses from Rachel to stay alive in the competition but really their feelings are with Gabby. So Logan, I feel like, had said from the jump that he was more into Gabby than Rachel. So I feel like that's nothing new right there. Hayden, I feel like, was playing straight down the middle. Like, which one is going to give me a better shot to go further? Right. So I don't think either of them have pure intent. I don't like either of them, so... So if we take those two into account in our standings as far as like how many men are with Gabby and how many men are here for Rachel, Rachel only has six men that are interested in dating her, while Gabby has 11. Reason number 767 why I hate this format, because if you are Rachel, how do you not feel awful? It's mean. So many guys have gone home, too, that have said they are... 100% Team Rachel, uh, the race car driver, the older guy from Boston. I wonder if she's kicking herself in the ass, like watching it back. And then Tarzan as well. All three of those guys were 100% Team Rachel. And I'm sure that if she knew then what she knows now, they they would still be here. But, and I mean... This is just my hopes for what we're going to see the rest of the season. And I know it's mean-ish, but do you remember our first episode how I said I think it's going to be manipulated that someone, one of them has, you know, the happily ever after, the other one, you know, has a crash and burn type relationship. I think Rachel's going to be the happily ever after and Gabby is going to be the messy crash and burn. It does seem like while Rachel has less men in her camp currently. Hers are a billion times more The quality. relationships that she has are very... Um, Substantial. Yes. They're not superficial. High quality. While Gabby, it seems that the... That everyone likes making out with her. <laughs> the big two with her are Eric and Nate. I would say Nate yes. is absolutely the number one front runner for her. And I think Eric's number two. And you think Eric's number two? Mm-hmm. And from what I could tell on their date today, I'm not even sure if Eric actually has those kind of feelings for her. No. It seems like he's kind of just going through the flow. Who knows? Maybe maybe her freak out and their one-on-one freaked him out maybe. a little bit. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to get into something like this with someone, but we'll see. As the story progresses. It'll be interesting, that is for sure. Absolutely. Does that about do it for The Bachelorette? I think so. It was it was a roller coaster this week. It absolutely was. I would like to hope this is the last time we'll see this crap, but... It's not. 
I doubt it. Well, it's it's definitely not going to be the last time because those two men are switching from Rachel to Gabby in Paris. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, okay, so moving on. We recently watched all four seasons of Stranger Things. We are a little bit behind on that curve. Yeah, I had previously watched the first two seasons. You had watched the first one. So we just watched the whole thing from the beginning. And now we have a gigantic void in our life. That's truly <laughs> how it feels. You know, there there aren't many shows that I feel do that. I'm like ready to watch it again. <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, it really, it it now it's like, okay, what the hell do we watch now? Our tears. Pretty much. <laughs> um the fourth so season hype though. definitely understand so the hype now freaking good but yeah it was it was very good uh the first two seasons were super strong the third season still strong but didn't quite have the same charm as the yeah. first two and then they really turned it back around with the fourth and if you have not seen the fourth season of stranger things Please skip ahead because there are going to be a lot of spoilers in our thoughts on this recent season. There were just a lot of moments in this fourth season that w- had me like yeah, gritting my teeth basically. Who's your favorite character? You could only pick one. I'm making it tough because I know we both have multiple, but only okay. one. Can only pick one. I feel like my pick is probably going to be a very popular pick i swear to god if you take mine i'm going to be mad at you no i'm going to say dustin okay so your are my number one and two are getting covered because dustin is is also he's neck and neck but i love steve so much i you know i really like lucas too he's a good character i think i like steve so much just because of like the character development they gave him well, yeah, starting he out as at first. as a jerk, and uh, that was that was one of his storylines. He even said to Nancy that she was the reason that he's not an asshole anymore, mm. and I he was grateful it. for that. You know, he's a really good single mom now. <laughs> yes, you know the the Duffer brothers they they did this right. The character development is super on point. The show's fantastic. Like. They know how to pull at your heartstrings, but also make you freaking like be on the edge of your seat. You know, I think one of the reasons I like Lucas's character so much is because I personally feel like I can relate with him a little bit, right? On the inside, he's this dorky kid that loves Mm -hmm. D&D, but also loves sports and has this struggle in the fourth season of wanting to be popular and accepted and wanting to be and wanting to be true to himself and true to his friends and taking care of what really matters and uh and yeah i don't know there's something i could relate with 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 my upbringing throughout high school as well Mm -hmm. um i totally thought max died had she multiple, got messed up. Multiple bones broken, was blind, was saved by Eleven. And who the hell knows what's going to happen now? She's in a coma? It kind of seems like she's brain dead. When Eleven like tried, right? it was just black and empty. So I'm like kind of scared that Max is going to be dead at the beginning of the next season. Which I hate because I love Max. I love that this show has such strong female characters. All of the women on the show are like just badasses and like really tough. And I love that because I feel like, you know, when we were growing up, we didn't see that a lot. Right. Absolutely. So I really enjoy that. Really strong characters. Nancy, Max. I actually uh, think I like nancy's character arc the most out of all of the girls and you want to say joyce right now uh joyce (laughs) and um oh my god why are we forgetting steve's friend robin lucas's younger sister and 11 11 of course (laughs) and then Susie. 
Yes. So basically every single female character on the show is a very strong character except for Mike's mom, which she's kind of a strong character in her own way. She's barely in the show though, so I don't really count her. Right. Yeah, I, besides I love, that, she almost had an affair with Billy. I love that crossover that she was uh, Christopher's wife on The Sopranos. Yeah, wild. And now she's Nancy and Mike's mom in Stranger Things. You pointed that out to me, I think, in season one. Well, yeah, and because I'm like, like, I know her. I'm like, who is she? I know that face. I was like, no freaking way. And then way. my mind was blown that she was Kelly in The Sopranos. Yeah. Um. Okay, other than that. Oh, we saw the movie Nope in theaters recently. Yeah, we saw it. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was very good. Yes. But it was definitely a thinker. I still have no idea what we saw. It was but it very, was good. It was very ambitious, and I appreciate movies that are like that, very yeah. ambitious, and cause you to talk about it and try to figure out what everything means afterwards. Absolutely. It was one of those like very deep, thought-provoking movies. Yeah, no, I really, really, really enjoyed it. And I love the actors. Oh, um, yeah, the cast was incredible. What the hell is the one guy's name? Daniel. In, in real life. Daniel, the main guy? Yes. I don't remember his last name. I know his first name is Daniel, though. Daniel Kaluuya, as long as I pronounced that right. He He's great. I loved him in Get Out. Yeah. And I love him in this too. It kind of makes me want to go and see what else he's been he's been in. He was in Be- Black Panther. Oh, he was in Black Panther too. Yes. And he's great. I like him in everything he does. Yeah, no, he's a very, very, very good actor. Steven Yun. Glenn. Glenn. Was really happy to see him in something. Uh Kiki Palmer. She was solid. Oh, you know, if we want to get back into some trending news, Kiki Palmer, I don't, I don't know if I want to say it's beef with Zendaya, but recently has tweeted about Zendaya saying that Kiki is incomparable talent. I don't know the exact quote. Hold on, let me, I, I sent you a thing, right? I sent you a screenshot. You did. Guess what, uh, Daniel... Was in right before Get Out. Who? What? A movie we, we've been trying to watch for years. Sicario? He was in Sicario. Wait, Daniel Kaluuya was in freaking Sicario? <laughs> yes. All right, so there's there's a story about Sicario. You know, we, we might have to do an episode <laughs> dedicated solely to Sicario. We, we need, it needs to be after I have the baby and when I'm allowed to, like, consume mass amounts of caffeine and have a couple red bulls so we started watching sicario this is right when we first started dating and no we were dating for a little bit at this point okay first six months ish i feel like we're on the cusp of moving in together anyway (laughs) we started watching this movie and fell asleep right away. And since then, it's just become this inside joke about how we want to watch Sicario one day, but it's just a longer movie and such an undertaking. And we just got to suck it up and do it one of these days. And I think the reason it's so funny to both of us is because neither one of us are people who fall asleep during movies. No, and this is the only movie we've so I, probably ever fallen asleep during. that we both fell asleep within the first I don't even remember more than the first five minutes of the movie. I think we didn't start the movie until around 10 o'clock or something. I don't I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know. It also, we could have been sick. Like, it, I don't even, I don't know We were what very it was, tired. It was, it was past our bedtime. We didn't do well. And we only lasted like 10, 15 minutes into the movie. Very sad. Uh, we like fell asleep with like the lights on and everything. Like it was a. <laughs> yeah. And we were not drunk. And we also paid for the movie, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we paid for the movie on Amazon Prime or something. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and we paid like 20 it bucks, It was a rental. <laughs> it, it, it was a rental, and the rental, I think, only lasted 24 hours. Man, it's that rough. Was, that was a bad time. Well, you know what? Now that I know that Daniel Kaluuya 
is in Sicario that even further ignites my passion to one day watch this freaking movie. This weekend. Let's watch it around noon. Yes. <laughs> and we have to watch Gattaca. Yes, we do. And that's an older movie, but it's an oldie but a goodie. It's on our list. Okay. Other than that, and nope. Oh, Barbie Ferreira from Euphoria. Yes. She was in it. and For about two seconds. I thought she was going to be a little more of a prevalent character. She had, what, two lines in the whole movie? If that. She, like, stood in the background, like, snacking it in, seemed, like, one scene. It kind of felt like they just wanted her in the movie and added her. I know. That was actually really disappointing. There was no point to her character at all. I really like her. So I was a little I was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, it almost seemed like they had the script and then Barbie was like, hey, I want to be in this movie. And they're like, okay, um, we'll make you a co-worker of the IT guy. Hey, but look at her in a major movie, so. That is true, yeah, so she's coming on up. That's another one. If you haven't seen Euphoria, definitely suggest it as a watch. Uh, but It is intense, but, but really good. Keep in mind, it's intense. There's a lot of nudity, a lot of sexuality, a lot, and of, a drugs. lot of drugs. It's definitely don't watch with your kids. No, NSFW. <laughs> I almost said, "What does that mean?" Does that about do it for this week? I think so. Thank you for listening to this episode of Turbo Pop. Please give us a follow on Instagram, Spotify. If you like the episode, if you like the podcast, give us a review. And thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.